Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech on Black Hollywood Live. Today, Donald Trump is still our president. Tribe Called Quest has a new album, and Facebook has some explaining to do, maybe. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Geek Nerd Tech. Yes, the bright, mm-hmm. shining light of last week. Uh, that, that helped us. Uh Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down uh, tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. Yeah. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell, joined as always by Mr. Keely Shine. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm well, man. I love this new Tribe album. It's pretty, it's pretty, got some good slappers on there, man. Uh, yep. It's just good to have, you know, we talked about this with one day last, so dropped their album. It's good to have two uh, legacy you know, early '90s hip hop groups come out with albums this year. Yeah, and this is—I mean, this is a dope run. Uh, yeah, the the, the, the highlights, for, you know, the highlights of 2016 is uh, is are those two albums. But this album is uh, no disrespect to the Dale album. This album is like for me, um, yeah, it's 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 way up there in terms of in terms of everything. Not only just the the timing and sort of the beginning of uh, post Trump art, you know, if you will, the timing, even though it's you know. It it, it, it it seemed to come right on time, but just um, it's just a great album. It's a yeah. really really good stuff, and actually like makes me. I've been, I've been reading about this too, and, and people brought this point up, but uh, it's really a you know it's, it's also very much a very much a tribe album. It's very much a Q-tip album as well, and you forget Q-tip's kind of a genius, you know, in terms of what he, what production wise, lyrically wise, sonically, you know, his contributions to. Uh, the Kanye's, uh, you know, um, Dark Fantasy albums in general, like how he, um, what he does sonically and how he puts together stuff and how he plays, instru- you know, so- uh, samples and instruments and puts things together are very unique. I mean, Shahid Muhammad's obviously the same, but like, you know, I don't know, man. I'm really, really, I miss this. Yeah, Q-Tip is definitely a polymath in the sense that, I mean, and he's always been that way. Um, DJ, producer, MC. Um, and yeah, just having all those talents kind of blend in on this album. Um, I think, I mean, yeah, I, I think he's really showcasing a lot of his musical muscles on it and it's just a good, uh, fresh breath of air as it relates to, you know, what's happening in hip hop and yeah, what's happening social politically it has, you know, a great, um, conscious message to it. And yeah. It's just, it's just something refreshing, man. Um, for us older heads that, yeah. you know kind of like kind of live in the in the golden era of hip-hop this is just like a good way to to blend what's happening now with just some good soulful music so it, it feels like the younger heads are actually embracing it too which is which is uh which is good usually it doesn't happen that way i mean i feel old i mean this is definitely me and my daughter are are in um you know, she's 20 so we're like we're, we're in sync on this on this record um yeah. and that, that, that feels good uh, it's also good to see, you know, Kendrick and Jack White and Busta Kanye. and Kanye uh-huh. and T- Kwali mm-hmm. and Elton John is like mm-hmm. tinkling in the keys, like you know, singing the hook. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good, really, really good record. Mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't stopped listening to it. Probably won't stop listening to it for a while. I'm very, mm-hmm. very happy about it. Yeah. Anyway, um, have you since we spoke last? How have you adjusted to the idea of President-elect Trump? Are you still? Kind of, where, where are you in the stages of everything? Are you in acceptance yet? Are you still? I mean, I think I was I was early in, to the point of acceptance. I mean, I still had the emotional 
emotional draft of it all. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I, I think it's just an educational moment for us. I think it's going to create a climate of protest and protest, you know, requires education. I think all those are positives, right. you know, out of misery, you know, out of sadness. There's something to be, you know, gained out of the, out of those things. And so that's what I see. And I, I feel like he's going to get in his own way. And, and, you know, truth always emerges. You know, truth always comes to the light. So I yeah. think it's going to it's going to uh, have dire ramifications for a lot of sectors of this country and world, but I think also it's going to birth new movement, new mentality, and yeah, new moments. So I, I think that I still have, you know, I think I'm, I'm being more politicized by going through the process and wanting to explore and learn more about what's happening and just do more due diligence and research. And I think that's good for me personally. Yep. Um, and I and I would, you know, challenge that for others to do. What about you? Emotionally, you know, where you at intellectually with it? I'm am still all over the place with it because it's just because I I am late. You know, I wasn't as um, as enlightened as you to really dive into the actual acceptance. You were kind of early on the like, we this is good. This is the 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 bright side of this is that you know the arc of you know whatever the arc of justice bends towards truth or whatever you want to say. Like like this will you know the truth will come out and we will change and and and, and out of this will come better things. And, and um I, I I believe that. Uh, I just couldn't wrap my head around it, so I'm still I'm having a hard time when so when things like you know you know Rance Previns uh, gets you know chief of staff, which doesn't really affect us, but Steve Bannon is in the White House, which does kind of affect us, and you know neo Nazis are like, wow, even we're surprised. Well, congratulations, Trump, good pick. Like you know it, it's it's um it it just it's just more of a reminder, like oh yeah, every time I think like well you know Trump he, you know then something else happens, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, all in all, though, I agree with you wholeheartedly that I, as long as nothing fatally fatal happens, like like nuclear war <laughs> or war, uh, I think that we will survive this. I think that we will, you know, because he he will get in his own way, and he will, you know, I, I do believe that he's on the wrong side of of of, of, uh, of history and the wrong side of sort of like the way things should be governed. So. Um, you know, if, yeah, I, I don't think it's even a question of us surviving it. I mean, we lived through slavery in this country. I think more sure. more of it's a question, or it's a challenge for us to to rise to the occasion to be stronger as a as a people, as a country. Yeah. Um, and that that's that's what I foresee. You know, also, you know, when you think of movements of protest, aligned with movements of protest are you know creatives, artists, and a, a flourishing of or a renaissance of new art forms and just more expressive. Um, art that you know it has a social conscious you know foundation I, that's what i look forward to participating in yeah. and also seeing so I, I think that is the beauty of it because you're going to see so so much come from it you know so. right yeah i mean you know, the, the, so, from so much negativity and ugliness will come you know beauty and positivity so I, right. I agree um so uh, well, well i want to talk about one of the things we want to talk about we kind of touched on it last week but um you know facebook is coming under a lot of criticism um in terms of you know, what is their role, you know, and what their role was in this in terms of where people got their news and how people, you know, how people share their news. But then the question is like, you know, what, what is Facebook's role and how, hmm. do they, how do they view journalism? And, you know, if they are this media company or are they just a social company, you know, one of the things that Zuckerberg and Facebook says is, you know, we would much rather be the stadium than the referees, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, given that, you know, Facebook was a major, major, uh, uh, part of the way the selection swung, and 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 so much information was false and perpetuated through this the, through Facebook. Uh, what is the responsibility, if anything? I mean, I I don't think Facebook has a responsibility. They're a platform where people, a platform that is gives people the the 
the power to generate their own content and to share it and to explore and to and to learn or be misinformed. And I I don't think they have a responsibility. I think you know if you look at you know traditional media, there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of programming, and a lot of just um, yeah, a, a lot of information that it not, that's not necessarily fact checked or rooted in and anything that is factual so i mean I, I feel like as a platform that is set up for the, the the purpose of conversation it's up for that user it's up for that participant to do it's up, they're responsible for fact checking and getting information and, and double checking it to see if it if it's correct or if it's you know lies or if it's misinformation i don't think it's the responsibility of facebook to do that and even you know facebook executives mark zuckerberg makes the argument that you know they yeah they they are they have one billion plus users and they have you know the great potential to you know sway opinion but if you look at just the type of things that were being um promoted or being shared through facebook it's only like two percent within the last few months that had anything to do with the election so most of the content that people are engaged in right. has nothing to do with anything that's partisan or anything that is political really right and so I mean, I, I think that their responsibility is to keep allow people to have the freedom to, you know, push out whatever they want. And it's up for again, it's up for the user to be able to distinguish what is real, and what is not. Right. What about you? What's your take on that? Uh, I, you know, I I guess it, it, it depends on what, kind of what we've been talking about as in terms of how Facebook and Twitter are trying to position themselves. We talked about them, especially Twitter, trying to position itself as a media company, if you will, and really, you know, getting to a place where they can. You know, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, not just be the stadium, but also be the broadcaster as well. You know, the broadcaster to the stadium. So uh, I feel like that they're as we sit right now. I don't think I don't think anything's wrong, but I think that moving forward, I think there's an opportunity for tw- for for um, Facebook and Twitter to go the BuzzFeed route and sort of say we have a separate division. This is now Facebook News, and we're gonna we're gonna use all of our resources and money to to give you the truth here here's the truth on both sides a la vice or a la but, whatever but else. why why do we need to do that well they don't need to do that okay that's, but, the, but, that's but, the point but i think that this is what this is what i think as as a response to this because zuckerberg's really good at responding to things in a way i think as a response to this this would be a good response if facebook wanted to move keep continue to move forward towards we are like, you know, I'm, uh, Facebook's talking about doing original programming you know talking about doing all kinds of things and in, in, in becoming more of a media company if the, the 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 way to kill all this criticism with Facebook is for Facebook to have a legitimate news division. I think that that would be I think that'd be smart for them to have a legitimate news division and then use and, and then be able to figure out a way to 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 bring news to the people in a in a in a, in a different and new way. That would be the smartest thing they could do and still have all the noise and all the people sharing all the crap they want, but also have the facts over on one side. Now, do they have to do that? No. Is it their responsibility? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they have to. I don't think it's a responsibility. I think the way that Facebook is set up with the algorithms that it uses, that most of what you see is what your friends are promoting. So if if you are, you know, in a particular niche or community that has an affinity to a particular set of values or topics, you might see most of that. Will the rest of the rest of the users on Facebook see that in in equality? No. And so I like the fact that it is a bit of a degree of exploration and a degree of shareability amongst your own community, whether or not it's truthful whether or not it's um uh, in alignment to my personal values most likely no but i don't have a problem with it because 
I feel like the way they're set up now, where they're able to streamline different news organizations, like, I think that's the perfect way. And I think that's how they've been able to scale and become such a dominant force as it relates to all different types of media. Like all the news organizations, traditional media, the fourth estate, they go to Facebook. Yeah. You know, so like, why do they need to have their own news division? Yeah, For I mean, what? Right. I mean, and I, they make money off them doing that. You're right. That's, that's, <laughs> how are they going to make money off having their own news, their news squad? You know right. what I'm saying? No, you're right. Like if we, if we were sitting on the board of Facebook and we and I were both presenting to Zuckerberg, he'd, he'd kick me out the room and he'd be like, you're right, Chuck. You know, another race for you. Breath your fire. But you're you're right because you're 100 percent right. I just I'm purely talking on a public perception, PR, and maybe for the good of the the good of the world and country standpoint. And even then, who knows? Like I think that Facebook has a responsibility as they grow to be the largest thing ever that people are doing or sharing or being a part of they with that comes a certain responsibility just like they are building a fleet of drones to to give you know fucking internet to areas that don't have internet maybe you should figure out a way to get some news to the people so that we don't have uh, a the fucking fascist running our country but they are giving news to the people yeah okay they are all right i didn't see any i didn't see any of those memes that uh that the alt-right movement was promoting on my timeline i didn't yeah. see any of that yeah you're right I mean, you're, I mean, I'm not a part of that community. You're right. So. I mean, you're, you're, I can't argue with any of that whatsoever. Uh, I, I do want to like um, to the to the tributes now. Like you know, Obama still has or President Obama still has another two solid months in office, and uh, it's a weird thing that's happening now because people have gone. Now, people are like really on both sides. You're like, oh shit, we kind of had it good with Obama. <laughs> Obama was kind of good. Like, uh, wait a minute! Whoa! Like, oh, well, he's going. So now you're seeing like an unprecedented amount of, and maybe I don't, maybe this is relative to what's ha- what, what, where our social media is, but you're seeing an unprecedented amount of like sort of tributes and social media tributes and hashtags and thank you Obama and Obama's the best and all these others, and then you know BET had that celebration, the love and happiness, and Obama celebration. Um, I mean, just and there, there's more and more planned. Um, uh, I think this is great, but what, what do you think of this? I mean, I, I definitely think that, you know, POTUS and FLOTUS, they're the best examples of of dignity and um, respectability that I've seen in my lifetime and arguably in the history of, of, of people sitting in those sitting in, the, in those positions. I think they've done it very gracefully um, in terms of applauding, you know, Obama, the first black president. I think as a people, that's something that we should do. Obviously, BET was one of the, the first people first organizations first companies to do that and props um, to BET for doing so and, and for putting that special on I mean I mean mm-hmm. I'm super hypercritical of BET but right. uh, you know very 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 good job on that right but I, I mean I think that you know Obama has had his fair share of criticism from without the black community and within the black community sure. a lot of people argue he really didn't do, do too much for us as a people um, but I think you know what he's done for us as a symbol what his family has done for us as a symbol um, and just a face. I think it's just it's great to see. It's great to have that type of uh, connection visually. Um, but in terms of like policy making and changing, I think that, you know, eight years, we really haven't seen much. But I applaud him, you know, personally. Um, and especially when you juxtapose it to Trump or you juxtapose it to anybody, really. Like, it's, it's I mean, like how, how can you not applaud him? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, uh, what do you think? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I, I think that, I think that, uh, uh, President Obama is going to do is in a is in a position to do a lot more for Black folks yeah, post. and, and poor, poor people post 
um, last year. I think we you'll hope. see him. I think you'll see him going to overdrive. I mean, it's all everyone who you know who knows him. Uh, you know, D- David Plouffe and Axelrod, and also who know him, say like that's his focus aside from maybe owning a basketball team. But like his focus is to go into overdrive into back into public service, public life. He'll write a book and do some other things. But whereas Clinton, you know, have the CGI Clinton Global Initiative, and he's and he's got the Clinton Foundation. He's ta- he's Clinton's like I'm going global and I'm going. You know, uh, with, with Bill Gates and AIDS and famine, I think that if Obama takes all of that power and focuses it inwards towards, you know, uh, you know incarceration, you know, prison, you know, the prison industrial complex, poverty, uh, you know, uh, what's happening with black folks in, in, in writ large, I think that that could be huge. That could really, you know, his, dude, dude's only fifty five or whatever he is. Yeah, he's, he's young. young. He's young, and theoretically, you're right. But well, you're you know, talking I, a lot. As, you, you, as you the, com- the commander in chief, you know, we would ex- as the most powerful, being the most powerful position in the world, you would expect him to do that already. So, well, I mean, I, and and we we said the same thing when we elected him. Like he's going to do great things. Everything you're saying now, we said to elect him. So, I mean, it's to be seen. And I think, yeah, there's probably less uh, obstacles and things that will prevent him from being able to execute things that directly affect us. Sure. People, however, that, that, that doesn't that doesn't divorce the criticism. You know, what I'm saying that's what I'm saying. It doesn't divorce the criticism. I I, I hear you, and, I, and I'm, I'm very I'm not I'm not as critical as Obama so much as I am about a realist about who Obama always was and who he is and what his expectations should and shouldn't be. But I'm also realistic about what he was able to do that last six years. The first two years, he was, was the only time he had he had a, uh, the power to do something, and he had the financial crisis, and he's bailing out, you know, the, you know, the Ford, and he's, he's saving, the, he's saving, he's basically saving the, the world economy. Then the next six years, Republicans are blocking everything. All he did was, he, all he could do is get through his ACA, Affordable Health Care Act, which he barely got through. The next six years are block, 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 block. So I'm not saying he couldn't have, you know, I'm, I don't know what he tried to do, what didn't try to do, but I do know that it was very, uh, it was not, it's not easy. So I'm, oh, not, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's easy. Well, I'm just saying that, you know, we elect, we elected President Obama because we thought that he would be more of a voice for us as African American community. Fact. That did not happen for two terms. So, fact. yeah, and I'm not going to excuse, I'm not going to excuse any of that okay. because of Republicans or obstructionists or whatever. Like, he did more for other groups and communities than he's done more for black people. In fact, statistically, black people have been on the decline since he's been in office. So if you look at the facts, like, like um, employment rate for, for, for ourselves, our education, prison industrial complex, all these numbers are, are moving up and down. Right. Like, so I, I don't, I'm not going to excuse it, but I still applaud him. I still applaud him okay. because I know that what he represents to us and what he represents to the world and that's why I think them as a family is graceful it's elegant okay. and that's to have a, a, a family of color to do it at such a great level is awesome pointed criticism from Achilles Shine, but also very true I, I, I would like to believe that uh, we'll see what he does he's you know his coming out because every, every president and first lady has their thing mm-hmm. you know and Jimmy Carter has his legacy which is which is the it was the, the home building and the helping the poor and doing that stuff which is fantastic uh, I'm you know I'm not sure what Reagan's legacy was um, you know I still don't know what George w, what George W's legacy is we know what Clinton's legacy is uh, so we'll see we'll see what Obama what he's got what he's doing uh, what is George W Bush doing what what, what is his post a post a presidency legacy, like he's, where's, the, where's the George W. Bush Foundation? <laughs> what, what, I mean, is he just like quietly? He's just trying to like don't don't talk about Iraq, don't talk about WMDs. Is that that his whole thing? Is he just gonna fade into the sunset? I think he's I think he's on his ranch, fading to the sunset. Wow. Anywho, 
All right, next. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just thought about that. I'm like, man, Joy, he he really done nothing. He didn't hear from OW. Um, all right, so um, sm- uh, smartphones and the trade war. I mean, uh, this is this is this is something something that's come up. Like China's, um, you know, this this whole idea that Trump is um, is going to out China, China with uh, in terms of industrial. Uh, uh, moving forward industrially, uh, moving jobs back from China to here, um, doing all these things to make us compete with China. We can really never really compete with China based on the labor, you know, and, and, and the amount of people. But one of the main reasons is they make all of our smartphones, you know, and so our smartphones are the cornerstone of our entire, you know, our, our, of, of basically of our entire uh, economic and social. And smartphones are the corner of our of our of of everything we do socially and economically, and um, and functionally in this country. And the fact that China is responsible for all of our smartphones, that kind of that's kind of checkmate, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, on the campaign trail, you know, Trump is saying all this stuff, you know, all all these grand things that he's going to do to make America great again. And one of them is obviously the, the the trade policies. And I mean, it's like okay. When you, when you just look at it in terms of what is the the number one company in the in America and in the world, like it's Apple. You know they have they hold the record and and they're even arguing that this year Alphabet will hold the record for I believe seventeen billion made in one quarter, right. one quarter. So just in terms of the amount of wealth that you know this American company is able to generate, and yes, they outsource the, the manufacturing of their product in China. The only thing they don't manufacture internationally is the macbook pro which you have right there they do that still here and hence why it's so expensive so i mean (laughs) i think that yeah like good point like china i mean i've been to china twice and they're able to make anything anything they're able to 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 you have knockoffs of everything so theoretically china can make a better phone than um say apple if if they really wanted to you know invest money into their own tech company i believe they could and i mean in terms of the dependency on america american goods i think that china wants to expand we talk about all the time and them bringing um movies over and all that sorts of the sorts of things but china also wants other products that america has so i think it would be bad news for for both countries if they were to have more laws in place that kind of strip away from the relationship that that is now so when you hear trump saying all these things it's like what are you talking about like all all these intricate things that are 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 part of the relationship you haven't even assessed but you're making this loud statement just to rally people up yeah well and 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 more importantly the people who i mean i don't know People voting in the office also don't know. <laughs> you know, he's he's saying the loud statements rile people up, and the fact is, if people knew their facts, it wouldn't rile them up. So right. be like, hey, that's not true. Right. That's not possible, Mr. Trump. But instead, they're like, yeah, do it. <laughs> so you know, um, well, you know, yeah, you bring you bring those um, Apple jobs back back home, and your iPhone might cost two grand. You know, versus eight hundred. Well, I'm not paying two grand for an iPhone. You're paying eight hundred for one already. <laughs> What's the extra thousand? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Make America great again. All right. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, back to so Twitter. It's really quick about Twitter. Twitter is uh, you know bolstering up their their live sports and their sports stuff and trying to do, and, and doing some shows and doing some other stuff. Uh, they have Amex, American Express, JBL Harmon. Um, they have a live original sports show, which oh. which is great. Except for it looks, except for it just looks super super white. Yeah. But you nice. know. 
I mean, look at these guys. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. The sports guys! Hey. You know, flannel shirts and beards and no people of color at all. But, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the starters. Uh, I don't know any... Uh, I'm doing a comedy routine right now. I don't know any starter of any team that has four white dudes on it. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Uh, okay. I mean, I think it's cool, man. I mean, Twitter is already innovating um, in that space as it relates to NFL and Thursday night streaming. Um, and I think to have now the NBA as a partner um, and to be able to bring in, you know, large Fortune 500 brands to help, you know, support that, like an American Express, I think is dope. And to be able to have the type of uh, the banter that we see on ESPN or, or Fox Sports now to be able to have it on our smartphones and not have the dependency of, of a cable subscription. Um, I think it's cool to be able to, you know, maybe have you have LeBron come on the starters and in, in, in off season and talk about basketball, or or have you know an ex an retired sure. player like Kobe or or whoever come on and talk about um, basketball. I think that's dope yeah. to be able to have have that built into the Twitter app and to be able to tweet and and have all that functionality. Um, that team needs that's LeBron associated. to get some rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that Twitter has to do this to survive, like right. in terms of them creating more opportunities for monetization. Like especially when you compare them with the other big, the big four, um, they have to be able to, you know, create a, a, a better avenue for um, shareability and and just and just content. And so I think this is a great step for them. And using live events, using sports is the perfect way to do it. Right. And so you're against it. You don't you don't seem too happy about it. I just don't like. I just I'm just really anti. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna get in trouble. I guess I can't get too much trouble on Black Hollywood Live. But I just you know. Do we really need a show with four with four more white guys telling me about like I just I thought I mean I know we're in Trump Trump nation right now, but I mean it's just you know youth is one thing like attitudes another point of view is another like you know not okay no women I get whatever but like I mean these guys are like hey I'm with you on this this time this time like a like a, a Puerto Rican dude I'm with you on they this. got one dude with dark hair. Like Joey Fatone looking dude with a top knot, hey. like that's the best they could do. Hey, that, that, that's just shameful to me. And, and and for me, when I'm marketing stuff, like there's only so much of like the starter, those guys that I can see and not just get yeah. angry about it. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm. I am. I am an advocate of this in concept, but in execution, how it's being um, displayed and marketed, like it's terrible. Like NBA is what ninety five percent black, and we don't have any type of uh, person of color to represent uh, the conversation around basketball. And in fair, that's stupid. And in all fairness, that's, that's, a, that's a that's a fail. And in all fairness, I do. Uh, I uh, in all fairness, I uh, God, I haven't seen the show. I haven't seen a promo for the show. I've only seen this 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 promo still. And I hate it. It's terrible. All four of these guys, I hate them already. So let's hope that let's hope that this is just the yeah. <laughs> this is just the uh, the beta. Yeah, and, and, and that being said, look, I'm also, but I'm a huge fan of Bill Simmons and The Ringer and his whole ecosystem. And you know, you know, The Ringer. I mean, actually, The, the Ringer. He's he's made painstaking efforts to hire a lot of people of color. No, as, he did with, as he did with Grant. As he did with Grantland initially. Right. I mean, not, not initially, but he he ultimately corrected it, and then he got uh you know Wesley in there, and I'll see Jalen in there. So mm-hmm. you know, and and, and we'll go Rim 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 Brown. Brown. Yeah. So, but like, I don't know, man. Shit. Next, all right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't out. think that I'll be 
<laughs> watching it. I mean, I'll check it out. I need to and, see it. Yeah. Like, now that I talk so much shit about it, I need, I need to actually check it out. So then we I can give what, a fair judgment. We a fair judgment. So uh, to the starters, I, I reserve judgment until I check out the show. But I don't like the promo still. It's already, already killing me. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, so Google, I don't know, man. Here comes Google. Google's redesigned Gmail for the iPhone. And, 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 the, and their Google phone is like faster and, and like cooler and it's more intuitive. And I've actually tried it out. Well, good, good night. You're out. I mean, Gmail. Go ahead, make your point, bro. I don't know, man. They keep, coming, they keep, they keep sneaking up on me. I mean, do you, so on your iPhone, you use an <laughs> app for your mail? You don't use mail on your iPhone? I use mail, but what? Thank what, you. All what, right, what, case what, closed. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the point? Well, you know. What's the point? Okay, well, I don't understand. Like, what's the, what's what's the advantage of using Gmail as an app versus if, using mail? What if I get into it's it's a, the Chrome argument? You know, people like people like Chrome on their iPhone as opposed to Safari. That's different. What They're both I, web browsers that do the same thing. Essentially, generally, G, this this Gmail browser can do the same thing that your that your mail browser. But don't can you do. have other email email clients? Yeah, you can you can dump other email clients in here. Oh, you can. So I, I could have, I could have a, a your Yahoo account can go into there. I'm not for sure. All right, then. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think so. Okay, <laughs> but, I, but I don't know that for sure. Uh, In fact, that's one of the things that that is of high high critique about it, is that you can't even have op- multiple open accounts at the same time. You have to log out of one to log into one. That's right. terrible. You yeah. should be able to have all your accounts open at the same time and be able to easily switch, you know, switch. And navigate through just like you can on Instagram. Like if I want to go to a different profile on Instagram, click of a button, I'm on my a different profile. Here's the most terrifying thing to me, and this day is probably coming, and I hope it doesn't come. When will be the day when Google yanks all of his shit off Apple? Hey, I, I don't think that'd be a good move for them. But hey, we could talk know, we could talk about that later. I wouldn't like, oh you that would, how, how's that Apple search working out for you, buddy? <laughs> you like Apple Math? How's Apple search? You, <laughs> you find anything you need to find? Like you can't no no Gmail no sorry can't get Gmail on, 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 on Apple Maps but you can get everything on over on, on Gmail, like that's gonna be the power move. Well, hey, you might be right though. You might be right being that they have their own phone hardware software. I mean, they're phone they're setting up for that. They are setting up for it. So like, I don't know. Like that that that's that's gonna be the moment. Now that's yeah. that's why I, I can't guarantee that I'll be an Apple guy forever. That's gonna be the moment when Google's like. You can only get our shit over on the Google. But shit. it wouldn't it wouldn't be that exactly. Like you can still search for google on within any browser like can you <laughs> yes I don't know. you can only search for, for, on google through a particular browser they don't own a browser that's true <laughs> well they have chrome but i mean they might block it they may block it out <laughs> i highly doubt that right. me, me too but you never 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 know you never know uh, uh okay cool um all right let's see what's next i'm sorry i got oh DraftKings. I forgot about our people at DraftKings. Uh, man, fantasy football. It's it, football season is, is is midway through. Actually, it's a little more than midway through. Uh, you know, every if you're everyone, I doubt anyone's football season for playing traditional fantasy football is going good, given all the injuries and all the things that have happened this year, all the everything that's happened with uh, players and football. I know mine's terrible, but if you're playing DraftKings, however, you're probably making money because you have the ability to to be flexible and move stuff around and do basically anything you want. So, uh, DraftKings is a way that we've been talking about every week. You can play football every single week, uh, one week fantasy football. You don't have to worry about any of that injuries, any of that other stuff. Um, you can do 50, 50 concept contests. You can do all kinds of different things. You can win your share in a hundred thousand dollars in total prizes every single week to so check it out. Just, uh, go to draftkings.com right now. Use our promo code geek, uh, 
Play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code GEEK as in Geek Nerd Tech. Play for free and share in over $100,000 in total prizes this weekend only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the site for details. All right. Um, a couple more things before we get out of here really quickly. Um, uh, th- this is kind of a longer conversation. But I want to mention Elon Musk is talking about uh, automation, you know, it, you know, will lead to what we're calling a universal basic income. And mm-hmm. he sort of thinks that things will go to a uh, a universal basic income, which will help sort of the, the, the uh, help balance things out mm-hmm. in the world because food will be a certain thing. Uh, you know, transportation will be a certain place. All of our basic services will be at a certain place. So we all, to, to contribute to society, there's only a certain amount of money that we all need to make and, and operate. I think that's kind of what he's saying. I, I, I don't know. But what do, you, what do you think of this idea? I mean, I, I, it's not his idea. You know, when you look at, you know, uh, futurists and science fiction authors, you know, they've been purport, purporting this idea for decades. Right. And every, the technology and the way our society our global society is constructed is heading t- towards this point where, yeah, the t- where are our t- traditional jobs of, or, or means of labor will shift because of automation. And because of that, people will be out of jobs. But also because of automation, we'll have a surplus of things. And so in that surplus of things, you'll be able to provide for the people. And in providing for the people, it gives them time for further exploration of creativity, and, right. and which will contribute theoretically to a, a greater society. And so they, they call it a protopian versus a utopia or a dystopian. It's a protopia where things are, are slowly moving forward um, because of technology. Right. And so... I, I believe that this is definitely something that could happen um, because we are already seeing, you know, a lot of industries that were once um, staffed by, you know, working human hands that are now completely automated. And I mean, I, I don't I don't see how how uh, we talk about AI. We talk about having an, an intelligent being that could be able to pretty much think for us and do things for us. We're not too far off from that. And so I like the idea of um, creating a different type of ism. It's not capitalism, but it's a different type of ism where we're able to um, have the the freedom to be able to explore, I guess, our humanity in different ways and not worry about um, starving or not worry about not having shelter, not worry about not having access to education because now our machines are able to provide the basics for us. I think right. it's an incredible concept. I think it's a cool concept too. It feels a little like it, it's, it's bullet training towards a more of a dystopian future than, than not, but like it is something out of a, uh, you know, out of a Brave New World or out of a, you know, 1984 George Orwell. But, you know, I, I think that it could work. You know, it, it, could, it, could, it could definitely work. Uh, I get these quick hits really quickly because we don't have time to get into all these stuff but I went, you know Netflix and Comcast is, or you know um, you know, Comcast news system Netflix will be there like a normal channel that's kind of dope we'll talk about that a little more next week uh, you know Pan- Pandora is coming stronger um, uh, in terms of their hiring of employees of color it's up 45% good to, good for Pandora um, and I'm sorry and, and, they, and they, they, they want to get it to 45% by 2020 but Nintendo the Nintendo uh the, the, the crazy new Nintendo uh, entertainment system uh, sold out. I actually tried to go get one, and uh, I, I almost waited in line, and I didn't wait in line. I came in, and it was already all gone. They're gone forever. They're gone past Christmas. Were you trying to get one? Did you care? I definitely wanted one, and I think it's just it's just, just a, a major fail for Nintendo not how to they, have like they, pre-sales. 
why don't they have like a pre-sale program where people can sign up and be like, hey, I want one. And they already know what the pre-orders is going to be. And then you have you have some beyond that. Like to be able to have to be able to have such a high demand and not be able to have the supply is just stupid. This isn't Nintendo's first rodeo. They release consoles all the time, games all the time. They're in this business. They this do this is, all the time. This is not Nintendo's first fail either as it relates to marketing and, yeah. and their rollout. That like they They just don't have the... I don't know. They're not demonstrating that they have the capability to... Uh, to, 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 to pair their, their, their creative IP in this new business landscape. They continue to fail, fail, fail with every launch, it seems like. Wow. So. Uh, I think there'll be another version of this, too, with more games, or something you can plug in and get more games anyway, but we'll see. Uh, price point's incredible, by the way. It's like 65 bucks or something. Yeah. Uh, Mafia 3, which, I, which, I'm, which I've been kind of half interested in. Um, uh, black protagonists, uh, mixed race or black protagonists, uh, it is, they, they consider it a risk. It's actually paying off the sales and through the roof. The, 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 the plot lines are through the roof. People are really loving this game. I want to talk a little further about this debate about the fact that, you know, it is is it a good thing or a bad thing that the black protagonist as the black gangster in Mafia 3 is um, so popular or is it a bad thing that you know he's not a you know that he's basically not an astronaut he's a gangster <laughs> you know what I mean? man I definitely have takes on that um, we, we could probably explore that probably <laughs> right. next week but I mean even Watch Dogs 2 has a, a black protagonist so I think the point is that we're having more diversity in games yeah maybe it's not the most positive character but these type of games are never positive yeah, exactly. so I mean to be able to have have some you know representation and that, that fit the storyline, I think, is, is a cool thing. But we could further explore that. Further you know? explore that. And last but not least, Voltron's is in or out. Voltron's uh, Universal is doing a live-action Voltron movie, in or out. That's your generation. I'm saying 100% in. Wow. You already have Netflix doing it, animated series already. Yeah, yeah, so, it's out. And doing yeah. thing, but you, so you're in on the live-action? I think it would be cool. Okay. I think it would be cool. Out. I was never in on Voltron. Maybe yeah. I, was, I, was too, I was too old for it. Giant cats. <laughs> Arm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to translate. Kids will ki- kids will be kids, man. Marissa, are you in on that one? All right. <laughs> they had success with Transformers. Yes. So I think Voltron will actually be a success. Yes. Don't kids will be kids. Kids will be kids. All right. All right. That's all we got for today. We're going to get out of here on that one. Uh, thank you very much. Where can the people find you? You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keely Shine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. Where can they find you? On Instagram and Twitter at Joe K. Braz, well, Snapchat at J.K. Braz. Check out the new Tribe album. Um, and that's all we got to say. See you next week. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.